Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beat the Bell. I'm Ian Whitfield, joined here by Shane Riley. Shane, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm great, Ian. We got a good episode in store here as we're going to be talking about the uh, MLB opening day. Uh, we're going to be making our, our picks on who we think is uh, World Series favorite and we, who we think is going to win the World Series. Um, the, the NL East has made a lot of moves this offseason, so we're going to be picking who we think is going to win that division, uh, who, who we think is going to win the MVP for the NL and AL, and uh, our biggest sleeper team for this upcoming season. So I uh, say we just go ahead and jump right into it with our first topic. Ian, uh, who is your World Series champion for the, this upcoming season? I'm not being very original with my pick right here. Um, I'm going with the Boston Red Sox uh, repeat champions. Um, after an 108 win season last year, I don't I don't see how they're going to lose. They ha- didn't really they didn't lose any pieces really. They're coming off a hot streak. They got some of the best fans in baseball. I see they match that number if not beat it by more. Um, the, they signed Chris Sale to an extension. They have him for a full season now. Um, they have stars in their lineup. They got Mookie Betts. They got uh, J.D. Martinez. They got all these other Rafael Devers, Andrew Benatendi. Um, I don't know how you can look at them and not think that this team, like the only other team that could possibly knock them off their pedestal is the Houston Astros. So I think the Red Sox, they took care of them fine in the um, AL championship last year, beating them five to, or four to one in five games. Um, if they can get their other, like, other pieces in their lineup who aren't stars like Nathan or Nathan Evaldi, sorry, if they can get their other pitchers in their lineup to be like solid like they were rounding out at the end of the year last year like Nathan Evaldi and Eduardo Rodriguez, I can see them really coming together and being a force that once again will be repeat champs. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. As you mentioned, uh, someone who could dethrone them would be the Houston Astros and uh, I have that uh, situation happening. Um, even though they did lose Dallas Keuchel and Marwin Gonzalez, they added Michael Brantley and they still have a great pitching staff behind Verlander, Cole, and McCullers. And McCullers was hurt near the end of the season. Um, Correa missed a good chunk of last season with injury, which uh, in baseball it's a repetition sport. So you kind of lose some f- some flow going if you get injured. Uh, injured. Uh, they have guys like Alex Bregman and George Springer. Springer's one of the best leadoff men in the game. Uh, last year they still won 103 games. And as you mentioned, they did lose in five games uh, in the ALCS to the Red Sox. But I could definitely see them bouncing back this season. And I also, I think it's hard for a team in the MLB to go back-to-back, or in any sport for that matter, to win back-to-back championships. Um, we Everyone had the Houston Astros winning it last year, and of course they uh, ended up losing, and as we mentioned, to the Red Sox. So I just think it's too hard to repeat, and I could definitely see the um, the Astros taking it this year. Yeah, it is very hard to repeat, and they've shown that. We've seen that in all-around sports. Um Heading into topic two, there have been there's been lots of movement in the NL East. Obviously, the biggest name being Bryce Harper going to the Phillies. Shane, who is taking the crown this year in the division? Uh, in my best efforts to not being a homer here, I'm gonna choose the Braves. Uh, you know, they won it last year. They have young stars like Ronald Acuna Jr. and um, you know, Julio Tehran. They added Josh Donaldson, Brian McCann, and they brought back Nick Markakis and Darren O'Day. I mean, obviously, there's uh, the Phillies adding Bryce Harper, and the Nats adding Patrick Corbin, Mets ad- adding Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. I think it's going to be good competition, but I still think it's the Braves' division to lose. Um, th- they looked really good last year. They had you know, some good starts from Sean Newcomb, and um, uh, they, they look like a really solid team. And Josh Donaldson, who's a guy who's kind of fallen off the last few seasons, but I can definitely see him picking it right back up with this Braves team. Uh, the, the, you know, 
sometimes bringing that veteran presence really helps a club get to that next level. And I feel that Josh Donaldson can bring that having some postseason experience uh, and helping these guys understand how to get to the postseason. So I definitely can see the Braves winning the division. Yeah, I'm excited to see how the NL East turns out this year. I mean, every single team is making moves except for the Marlins, who just are making moves to get worse so they can tank. But other than that, I'm going with the Nats trying not to be a homer. But, I mean, I really think that they have a nice little – they have a nice roster put together, a well, a more well-rounded roster than the other teams in the NL East. Um, they have amazing pitching. Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, and their four and fives are – people that could be twos and threes on other rosters. So I'm, I'm, I'm super impressed by their pitching, not to mention the fact they brought in um, Brian Dozier and Cor- Corbin, as I already mentioned, to help round out those rosters. Dozier, too, uh, helping the second base position where we have a we had a gap. Um, Harper leaving, obviously, is a it's a big hit to the team, but I think with Robles and other young pieces in the outfield, I think that we can really bring together, and I think we will be able to string the NL East championship. I think it's going to be us, the Phillies, and then the Braves. So just to, if I was going to give a top three right there. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Um, who is your MVP for the NL and AL this season, Ian? Yeah, I'm going to go with Mike Trout in the AL. Another, It's like n- another boring pick, but, I mean, it's all looking good for him. I mean, his only competition last year was Mookie Betts, who was at, batting like three over 340 to 346. And it's almost impossible for someone to repeat those numbers. So I think Mookie will definitely bat over 300. But if Trout can just put up the same consistent numbers that he's done throughout his career and kind of add off his on base per- amazing on-base percentage, which was over 450 last year, I don't see how Mike Trout doesn't win it in the AL. And then heading to the NL, I mean, you have Arenado, who in back-to-back seasons in 2017 and 2018 had over 37 home runs and over a 297 batting average, and last year had a 310 batting average. So... Those numbers itself scream MVP, and not to mention the fact that on his resume, he also has four gold gloves, four consecutive gold gloves, so I would imagine, if anyone else in <laughs> wants to doubt me, the fact that Arenado is going to add another gold glove this year, I don't see, unless someone else goes off, if Arenado can just boost his stats a little bit, I think Arenado is a clear um, MVP in the NL. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on the AL one, obviously being Mike Trout, because the lowest he's ever finished uh, for the MVP voting was fourth, and that year he missed a big chunk of that season due to injury. Uh, I think he injured his hand. Um, his career batting average is 307, and he has 240 home runs in seven seasons. Uh, the man, he's always been consistent. Uh, you can expect a great season out of him every year. Uh, MVP-like numbers, um, he finishes first or second pretty much every year. Uh, and then moving on to the NL, I have Paul Goldschmidt. Um, who is no longer a Diamondback. He makes the move to St. Louis as, as he'll be joining the Cardinals. Um, I think uh, St. Louis has a much more hitter-friendly ballpark. Um, Arizona's is a very deep center and uh, all around the fence. But I think it's his career numbers, he's batting 297. Uh, he has 209 home runs in seven seasons. Uh, he's always solid at first base, and he's he's been a great hitter his whole career. So, I mean... I definitely could see him breaking out and uh, taking over Arenado, even though you think he's going to win. <laughs> yeah, um, it should be a good race, especially in the NL. Um, Shane, coming to our final topic, who is your sleeper team for this season? My sleeper team, uh, speaking of them, uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I mentioned that they added Goldschmidt. They added star relief pitcher Andrew Miller, but he has been battling injury uh, the last couple of years. If the rotation is able to maintain uh, good health, especially if they can get Waka and Wainwright back to their old forms like they were a couple of years ago. Their bullpen is loaded with guys like Alex Reyes, 
Carlos Martinez, and of course Andrew Miller, as I mentioned, all of them can throw the ball super, uh, extremely hard, and they all have very nice uh, off-speed pitches and pitches that move. Like Alex Reyes is throwing balls 105 miles an hour, and they're they're splitting and moving, and guys just can't touch it. Their outfield consists of uh, Bader, Ozuna, and Fowler, all guys who have uh, had good seasons. Bader, of course, having uh, extreme speed. Ozuna's been a guy who's been uh, a very good left fielder. I think he has, he definitely has a gold glove. Uh, he's been a pretty good hitter as well. Fowler kind of fallen off since he's left the Cubs, but I definitely can see him bouncing back and having a good season to help the Cardinals this year. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are a really good sleeper pick in the NL, but my sleeper pick of the NL is the San Diego Padres. Um, the addition of Machado, I think, is going to be huge for them. I mean, he's a guy that's going to bring in huge hitting numbers for you, and not to mention and a very good glove at third base, so or shortstop, or wherever they're going to play him. Um, Machado's competitiveness, I think, will rub off on the very young team. who The Padres have the number one ranked farm system on MLB.com and on many other websites, and just from day-to-day talking. So I think that with the addition of shortstop like Fernando Tatis Jr., Pipeline's number two overall prospect, I think you're going to have that side of the infield completely locked up with Machado and him. So I think, and then they also have great pitching too. And I think, I think everyone's going to overlook what Machado brings, and it's not just his bat. It's like his competitiveness, too, as I already mentioned. So I think that's going to make everyone step it up a little bit, and I think the Padres make a push in the West, and maybe you see them push for a wild card spot. I don't know if they'll get it, but I think they'll push for it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Thank you for joining in on this episode. Uh, Stay tuned for weeks to come as we will bring up more sports topics and we will discuss them. Thank you.